podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Welcome to episode 255. Joining us today is Baron Pilot of YouTube fame. But before we get started, we just have a couple of quick words from our sponsor. Our sponsor is Aviation Careers Podcast. And of course, they have the largest online directory of scholarships there. So go check them out. $120 million in scholarships. And by the way, you might be able to get one for free. And it's for all types of flying, whether you're just getting your private, your instrument for recreation, etc. If you use the coupon code PAYITFORWARD, all one word, you actually may get a scholarship for free. We're really excited about uh, the growth of the scholarships guide. We've been doing it for many years there uh, at Aviation Careers Podcast, our sister podcast. And uh, it's been almost monthly that I hear about somebody who's been able to use the money to get a rating. So it really is promoting general aviation and also careers. Um, Also, before we begin and before I introduce our guest, I have a big announcement, something that I'm really excited about. As you know, I'm co-chair of Sun and Fun Radio and the live announcing there. We have an event coming up. I know everybody's been stuck inside and we really want to get out there and check out airplanes and listen to some flybys. And and one of the things that we love about Sun and Fun and ACE, the Aerospace Center for Excellence, is they do so much for are people that are looking at careers and also the people that are looking to get into aviation for recreation and promote this industry. And we do that through scholarships also at Sun Event and all the different programs that are there on campus. But this event is going to be this Sun and Fun Holiday Flying Festival and Car Show. So if you're interested in cars, you're going to have a lot of, of cars at the event plus a balloon launch, etc. It's going to be Friday, December 4th. It's going to start at 1 p.m. and go to 7 p.m. And then on Saturday, December 5th, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. You know, one of the things I'm really excited about with this event is the fact that on Saturday, December 5th, at 10 a.m., we're going to have a general aviation town hall meeting. And who's going to be there? Well, it's going to be ACE President, CEO, John Lights Leanhouse, of course, and then the AOPA President and CEO, Mark Baker, who was instrumental in putting this whole show together also, and then EAA President and CEO and Board Chairman, Jack Pelton. So really, really excited to have all those folks there. If you get a chance, look at flysnf.org for more information about that because we're going we're gonna to do all sorts of different cool events like you know the, the morning uh, glow from all the different balloons, maybe some fireworks. It's all coming together, so please check it out, and I hope to see all of you there. Now entering cruise flight. And today I have with us somebody who is very inspirational when it does come to general aviation and general aviation flying. And it is Baron Pilot. And welcome to the show. I really appreciate your coming here today. Oh, thank you very much. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm honored to even be invited on here. But I don't know how I top after that, that announcement, it's kind of just deflated the show. You went from a great thing about sudden fun to, well, now there's just Baron Pilot. 
Here we go. <laughs> no, I, well, boy, I tell you, it's people like you that are involved in the show at Sun and Fun that really make it. It's those people that are passionate and are showing their passion and promoting GA that really are the people we want to promote. And uh, and we all love aviation. It's just so much fun. You know, also joining us today is uh, one of our co-hosts. That's Bill English. Bill, hey, welcome to the show again, Bill. Hey, great. Good to be back. Um up here in uh, falls kicking in up here in uh, virginia Ooh. oh that's right you're up north we yeah. just got together uh, the other day so no more avocados i guess uh, no. we'll have to co- go back to the avocado ranch soon uh, and by the way they were very good and also by the way a shout out to our friends at fly maui uh for those wonderful golden pineapples uh i know bill and i oh i'm sorry bill i didn't actually share those with you i I forgot. I give, <laughs> you know, me, next I time. give you my homegrown avocados, and you jip me out of the pineapples. <laughs> well, what next time, you? Yeah. next time we'll we'll uh, we'll put that together. But we're hoping to have a show there over in Maui. But oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, getting getting back to our friends here at uh, at you know, and first of all, one of the things that I I really actually love about Baron Pilot and the YouTube channel, I have to say, is that you can tell by what you do and, and when you're in the airplane that you really enjoy it. And that's so cool. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about your flying life and uh, how, why you're so passionate about aviation. Well, what's not to love about aviation? I mean, it's something that I think uh, most of us inherently have have gone from the time we were born to being you know, a little boy or girl, uh, looking up to the sky, seeing airplanes and, and being... Uh, just in awe of, of this thing that is flying over us, which of course is an airplane. So I know for myself from the time I was a little boy in elementary school, all I ever wanted to do was fly. It, it was my dream, it was my passion, and it was something that I just had to find a way to do. And unfortunately, uh, you know, life um, didn't make it an easy path, but it was one of those things that when it's your passion, it's, it's nothing's gonna stop you. And I, and as far as not stopping, you've actually made it to a great career in aviation, and you've also, because of that career, been able to, to well, do something a lot of people dream of, and that's by yourself a beautiful uh, twin-engine aircraft. And one of the things that's great about you, Christopher, is the fact that you share that, and you share that with us online. But boy... Uh, that's not an easy task. I know we all look at the video and say, boy, you know, that's, you know, we're critical. Like, couldn't you get a better angle here, et cetera? But I'm sure this took quite a few years to put together. So tell us a little bit about that path. Sure. Uh, well, I, I have a slight advantage in the fact that my background um, is actually TV production. So when I'm not flying my other day job, and I do mean other because unfortunately, or fortunately and unfortunately, Baron Pilot is a um, full-time job in and of itself. But when I'm not doing that, um, my day job is TV production. So I have a little background in TV production. So um, some of the stuff kind of came to me naturally from a production standpoint. Um, and so I just kind of combined the two things I love, aviation and, um, and then my background with TV production and started putting up videos. And to be honest, I didn't think Baron Pilot was going to be anything other than um, just me throwing up some videos here and there and, and some people watching it. Um, if I had any idea, I probably would have come up with a more marketable generic name than Baron Pilot. Um, but, uh, but I'm honored and flattered that you know people started watching it. And as the channel grew, I remember hitting 500 subscribers and, and thinking uh, I won the lottery. I mean, that just was an awe-inspiring that 500 people actually hit that that red subscribe button and uh and followed my channel and i 
I was just it, in awe. And then, of course, the channel has since grown from then. But um, I think the channel has a life of its own. You know, I'm just um, the lucky one to be able to um, be part of the channel, even though uh, it's my channel. I'm the lucky one because it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's also one of the reasons why um, I didn't name the channel after me because it's about um, aviation and, and I try to keep it about aviation and, and my passion and love for it and I try to share it. So when you do share it, it's most of the these are trips and and going places. And one of the things I really like about it is that it's it's teachable. In other words, I'll actually tell people to go check out some of the segments because of some of the things you've done. For instance, writing a clearance down, how to fly somewhere. Is that what you intended or did you intend it just to be about flying around? So um, when the channel started, it was just about flying, uh, just flying in general. It was more about just promoting the um, promoting aviation in general, just getting people to, to see it. I figured initially I thought it was just people who were into aviation would watch it. I didn't really think that anyone who wanted to be in aviation want, would watch it. I didn't think anyone who was learning would watch it. I figured, okay, you've got to be an av geek like myself to watch it. Um, and as the channel has grown and as I, I try to interact with anybody who makes a comment, I try to interact with them. Anyone who sends me a message on Instagram, on Beach Baron Pilot, um, I respond to them, assuming it's a question, not just a blanket statement. And, um, and I try to get involved and I've learned that there is a good majority of people that watch the channel that aren't pilots. Some will never be in pilots. They just like aviation and some inspire to be, some are in training, some are, are beyond their flying years. So it's the entire spectrum and it, and I'm always surprised. I'm in awe of it and surprised by it, uh, daily, but that because of that, the channel has evolved and is continuing to evolve. I don't think Baron pilot is yet, um, figured out exactly um, who and what it is other than trying to be um, a sense of inspiration for everyone and whatever that that entails for each individual person. You said that people watch this that aren't pilots. Do you, do you know why they watch that as far as the non-pilot individuals? I th well, I think it goes back to that same thing. It's that, um, you know, when, when we're a, child, a child, when we were children, we looked at aviation, we looked at airplanes, and it was something that we always wanted to do. Um, there was a mystique about it, right? There's, it's always been a mystique about aviation, you know, from the, you know, you know back in the, the golden ages of flying, you know, the pilots were these, these manly men and, and it was a different kind of manly man. It wasn't the, you know, I'm going to chop down wood manly man, but you know, they brought something different. And, and so I think there's still, that still exists. It's not quite the same as the golden age, uh, golden age of flying, but um, yeah, but you know, YouTube is partially the main flat, and TV and technology and everything else because you know the mystery is gone. But for most of us, I think um, even those who don't fly, it's still a bit of um, of uh, uh, glamorous, I guess, so to speak. It's sort of that mystique. It's something that I think even those who who can't ever do it. Um, for whatever reason, uh, still are inspired by it. It's actually still pretty, even though we can see inside it, it's still pretty magical, I think. Yeah, I right? still don't know how planes fly. I don't know. I get in the airplane. Like, I don't even know how this thing's going to take off, but I'm so glad it does. <laughs> and eventually it's going to bring me back to the ground. So it's going to be great. How many years have you been flying? Oh, gosh. I started flying uh, in the early 90s. So I don't okay. want to date myself too much, but I've been flying a long time. 
And you still like it, obviously. Oh, I love it. It, it. There is nothing I love more than aviation. It is, um, it is my passion. You know, I, I once made a comment to somebody, um, flying uh, is not what I do, it's who I am. And, um, and that's, when I said it, I just kind of just said it in, in a statement and they stopped me and, and made me repeat it. And I realized it's a hundred percent. It's who I am. I mean, just talking about it, I don't, you know, this, this isn't a podcast, but like I literally get chills um, from talking about aviation. And if I could make a career out of just promoting aviation, um, I would be living my dream. Well, you are kind of doing that and you're living your dream. I mean, it's in uh, by promoting aviation, which is so wonderful. But, you know, there's something I think we all look at in aviation. There's maybe one or two things that we look towards that is really, truly the thing that we love the most. Is there one thing that you could say about flying? If you were to think about, if you had just one thing and said, this is what I like the most, it's the roar of the engines, what, what might that be? Tough question. For me, aviation is an escape. Um, you know, we are taught, and uh, from, the, from the first day of, of learning to fly and you get into the books and one of the things they always talk about is, you know, self-evaluation, right? There's always the I'm safe. And one of the things that we talk about in I'm safe is, um, you know, if you're going through troubles in life and stress and, and all these different things that you shouldn't fly. And I 100% agree with that. I do not advocate anything different. With that being said, the minute my wheels come off the ground, whatever problems I have in my life stay behind me on the ground. It is my escape from life. It is my escape from stress. It is my escape from reality. I am up with the birds. I am flying. I am looking down. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm in awe of the fact that here I am, uh, you know, to this day. I mean, I've been flying since the 90s and I, I will catch myself all the time looking out the window, looking down, going, I cannot believe I am here and I am doing this. And I don't know, it's just, it's, I guess the best way I can explain it to people who, who don't fly is if you've ever gone to um, Disney's Epcot Center and when you're on the globe and, um, and I forget what that, that space globe is called in Epcot, but, and there's that, that moment where the ride takes you and you can just look down and you see all the city lights down below. Um, that feeling that you get for a split second, take that and magnify it. And that's, for me, what I feel every day when I get in an airplane. That's a great description. You know, you, the, one of the great parts about aviation is that escapism. It, it's leaving your problems behind. And I think that's why a lot of people get into that. But has there ever been a time where you felt you couldn't leave you know, the, the ground behind and said to yourself, gosh, I don't think I should fly today? Um. I'm, I'm sure. Um, I, I'm very OCD. I'm very, you know, um, I'm very OCD. And especially if I have passengers, um, the minute I have a passenger with me, um, already my safety standards, whatever it is, uh, typically gets increased um, tenfold, um, no matter who the passenger is. Um, but it's even more so if it, if it's a loved one. Um, and so I, I'm sure there's been times, I mean, I can't think of, of a time in particular where I was like, mm, no, I'm just not up for it. Um, but with that being said, you know, I'm sure if, you know, I wouldn't go out at night. There's certain things I wouldn't do prior to flying. Mm -hmm. So I kind of 
by my lifestyle in general prevents a lot of that as well. So, um, but I'm sure, I'm sure there has been, there, there has to have been. I'm sure that's reflected through the YouTube channel. And there's times that as pilots, uh, we need to say we can't go. Uh, is that, is there examples within uh, Baron pilot on YouTube where you've actually had to say, I can't go and I can't fly today. Or is every time, every video you're going, is there any of those episodes where we can go through that whole decision-making process that you go through before you go up in the air? I haven't done, it's it's funny because it's one of those things that I've wanted to do. I've had a lot of people ask me about doing um, videos um, where they want to see my pre-flight. They want to know what I, the planning that goes into it. I haven't done those videos yet, um, mainly because I'm trying to figure out in my mind, this is where, um, okay, let me back up. I've never put out a single Baron Pilot video that I've ever liked. <laughs> I I am way, way too particular. I I judge my videos and I, I trust me if you've read any of my comments, I have plenty of people that love to to tear my videos apart. But any critic, any critique I've received, I promise you I've critiqued it worse. Um so with that being said, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can do it in an entertaining fashion that I don't necessarily eliminate a whole segment of the population by, by showing that. Um, but, and as soon as I figure out a great way to do it, and, and it's definitely on my top five list of videos that I, I intend to make, I just haven't done it for the main reason of wanting to do it. Um, but I've had, I mean, I had a, a flight, uh, no, actually I didn't video it. Um, I had one where I, I ended up uh, di having to divert and um, because of weather and, you know, wait, sit it out. Um, unfortunately, you know, I don't video every flight I take, contrary to popular belief. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, often the best things that happen, happen, you know, the one time you don't record something. But Yeah, it's a, you always want to have that camera available. And it's always bad when the, you know, there's a no battery. You know? <laughs> have you ever had that happen? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people ask why I have so many cameras. People ask why I do a lot of things. Everything I do is for a reason. Um, nothing is by chance. Um, and yeah, I've had some of the, some of my best flights where all of a sudden I land, I look over at the camera and it's, it's off, it's dead. And you're like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I just shot an ILS approach down the minimums. I just had this happen. I just had that, you know, I had a, an airspeed indicator um, uh, the pitted tube got clogged and I had no airspeed indicator and I've got no footage of it. Um, I had an aborted takeoff. I've got no footage of it. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's Murphy's law. Anything that can go wrong can. Um, and, uh, I would, in the beginning, I'd say in the beginning of Baron Pilot's, um, uh, infancy, I probably lost more flights than I was actually able to edit. Um, due to some sort of technical problem. But you kept the airplane, uh, and that's important. And uh, <laughs> the name Baron Pilot, there's a key part to this, and that's the Baron. And one of the things that I would I'd love to hear from you, and I'm sure our listeners would, why the Baron? <sighs> um, do you want the real answer, or do you want me to give you a glorious <laughs> answer? <laughs> let's do, let's do the, the, the real one first. combination of the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so why the Baron? To, to be 100% um, honest, I wasn't looking for a Baron. Um, I wasn't even necessarily looking for a twin engine at the time that I bought the Baron. I, I used to own a Mooney. I had an M20 
M20J that I absolutely love, Man. love, love, love. Actually, I ran into it not that long ago. It was hmm. it was really cool to be in an airport and I saw the plane uh, taxi by and I ran after it. And it was actually the guy I sold the airplane to, still owned it. Um, so I was looking for another Mooney. I was actually looking for a turbocharged version, my old Mooney, which is the M20J. I was looking for part like a K model. Um, living in Florida, I wanted something to get above the weather. And in my search, uh, a buddy of mine said, hey, I know a guy who um, has a Baron that um, he's looking to sell. He hasn't put it on the market. You can probably steal it. Hmm. Well, you know, if we had a dollar for every time we could steal something, we wouldn't need to steal anything because we would be full of money, right? right. So um, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Send me the info. Long story short, because we got limited on time, um, I ended up flying up to Schenectady, New York, which is where the airplane was. Um, saw it, took a flight in it and uh, turned to the guy who was selling the airplane. And this was my pre-buy and I don't recommend this either. I said, all right, um, will you get in the airplane with me and we'll fly it back to Florida? And uh, he said, yes. And I go, okay, let's go. And uh, we flew back to Florida and then I ended up buying the airplane. And that's how I ended up with the Baron. And uh, with that being said though, uh, now that I have a Baron, cause remember I was a Mooney guy, right? So Mooney and Bonanza, well, that's, you know, Chevy and Ford there. Um, so with that being said, I, having owned a Beechcraft now for five years, I definitely see and understand why there is such a passion for, um, for Beechcraft airplanes. And I, and I'm, I'm a, live, you know, a believer. I, you know, I live the beach life, you know, uh, hence the, you know, I wear a hat and I have uh, merchandise, you know, over beach life because it's, it's definitely a way of life. And, the the quality that goes into Beechcraft products, I think, is really a second to none. I mean, it was definitely an over-designed airplane uh, back in the day when they designed it, and uh, and so I love it now that I've taken that route. And it took. Um, I actually had somebody ask the other day um, why a a um, Baron and not a three ten, and I haven't answered that that um, person yet because I didn't want my answer to come across negative in, in any way. Cause I'm not, I'm not, listen, I don't care what you own. If you own an ultralight, you're flying, you're in an elite club. You're welcome to the boys club, right? Mm -hmm. Like there is no, mine is better than yours. I, I, I don't care if it's a, you know, a G six or, a, you know, a kit plane. Um, to me, they're in the same category. They serve different missions, but they're in the same category. Um, but, um, so I didn't know how to answer it other than um, the, to say that once you've experienced Beechcraft quality, um, it's hard to go anywhere else. And I think the quality of Beechcraft is, is really in the, the piston world second to none. And uh, I have friends that own 310s. I had a buddy of mine, just, he owned a Duke, actually owned a Baron, owned a Duke, bought a 320 and just sold the 320, went back to a Duke, and he basically his response to me was, oh my gosh, it feels so good to be back in a, in a Beechcraft. Yeah, the Duke looks fast on the ground. Beechcraft is a wonderful product. We hear a lot about fit and finish on a Beechcraft. I mean, they are second to none, I feel. But how about the other things? I mean, you talk so much about the Beechcraft and the quality. It's, it's, it's not just the, the ergonomics. There's so much more. You talked about over-engineering. Give us an example of some of those things. Well, I think it just comes down to, you know, the, the, the way it feels when, when you're flying the aircraft, it, it, the solid feel that you get. Um, 
you go from one beach, and it doesn't matter the airplane, right? I mean, you go from from a Bonanza to to a Baron to to a Duke. It, they all feel the same. I mean, you can if you can fly one, and without getting technical, yes, I understand the difference in training. So disclaimer, right? But if you can fly one, you're going to have that same feeling and comfort in the other. Once you get past learning the systems and perhaps the different speeds, and you know, knowing the things that we need to know as pilots. But once you get past that. Um, they they have this this uniformity to them, and um, which you know which is I think is pretty unique to the Beechcraft line. I mean, I I can fly a Cessna one seventy two. I promise you, when I get into, you know, I've flown I've, I learned to fly in Cessna one fifty, then I went to one seventy two, and then flew a three ten. There it wasn't a transition. It, it, I mean, it didn't it wasn't a natural transition. Let me phrase that. So it's kind of like the the Airbus Boeing or the the, the Gulfstream Canada Air kind of thing, and uh, you get into one, they're very similar. And uh, and and one of the things that I think is important, I feel, and I'd like to hear your comment on this, is joining a group possibly that knows a lot about Beechcraft. It's good to to actually be in the same uh, audience and the same areas as people that have ownership. Is that something that you do, or did you do when you first owned a Beechcraft? First thing I did before I even picked up my Baron is I did two things. One is I joined a Beach Talk, um, which is a, um, a forum, the largest aviation forum, uh, to my understanding. Um, but it, in general, and it's specifically, um, it's predominantly, I should say, um, you know, a beach craft uh, forum. And so that was the first thing I did. And the wealth of knowledge there is is amazing. And like any forum, like any news outlet, you know, or anything else, you know, you've always got to weed through stuff. But the the array of information, I mean, the the knowledge and experience is second to none. And to um, to push that aside would only be hurting yourself. And then the second thing I did was I joined the um, Bonanza Society um, because again, another uh, uh, outlet of information and knowledge and and um, and just. And, and, and all these things have a level of family, especially the Bonanza Society. You know, once you join that, if you go to any of the meetings or, you know, I, I tend attend their dinners every year at Sun and Fun and at Oshkosh. And I'll, I'm in a room with, you know, 500 other people that I've never met in, before in my life. And they're all my best friends. <laughs> I mean, that's really, I don't know how else to explain it than that. I mean, you, you're part of a, a society. I mean, I think calling it Bonanza Society was the best thing that they ever did because it's spot on. Kind of like the Aviation Society. We all become our, our best friends once we go to these events. Uh, it's just a, you know, a subgroup of that. And beach pilots really are, are huge advocates of the aircraft. It's those that have had them and those that have, uh, don't have them anymore and they're wishing they had one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, that's what it comes down to. As far as, I know you don't like to go too negative. Is there anything on the beach craft that you might say is something you might dislike about it? So I can't, I won't say beach craft. I will say, or Baron. I'll say my plane specifically. Um, with regards to my B-55, if there was anything I could change, uh, would be two things, basically. One is I wish my throttle quadrant wasn't so high. I wish it was down lower. Um, it's it's not awkward. People ask if it's awkward or, or if it it's not awkward. It doesn't affect my flying. It, it's It's... I fly that same as I fly any other airplane. With that being said, um, it would be nicer if it was more sitting where I, how I would naturally be sitting with it, you know, like on an armrest or driving a car or shifting or, you know, some other airplanes. Um, 
so that's one thing uh, I wish was different. The other thing I wish was different is, uh, and in specific to my model, the 55, is I have that single, it's got a single yoke in the middle, which again plays to why the throttles are so high, which mm -hmm. has that bar going across. And again, it, it doesn't affect flying wise, but it affects panel space. So all those things in turn have also pushed my avionics, um, you know, my IFD, my GPS over to the towards the co-pilot side instead of being in the center stack. Um, really not a big deal. It doesn't really affect my flying all that much. Um, but, you know, if I'm nitpicking, it's definitely something that um, from time to time I wish was different. But that's specific to my model. If I could afford a newer one, I wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> you know, for those of us that are looking at the Baron and have flown the Traveler, uh, what can we expect? And a little more specific. The, the beach traveler, the, the mini baron, as they call it, uh, is if I if someone was to step up, because you see those as trainers a lot of times. Right. And, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the type of things that you can do with that aircraft possibly and maybe the speeds, et cetera, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, as far as, you know, can you make it to lunch and from where you are in, in Florida to Hilton Head Island and back again? Sure. So, um, the so that's the best part of the Baron. And it's actually one of the things that has opened up a lot of doors and for me open, uh, is owning the Baron is how capable it is. I mean, I can take the Baron. I literally fly the Baron from Southwest Florida, um, Punta Gorda. I'll fly it up to St. Augustine. And then, uh, in fact, the other day I flew from there to Melbourne, from Melbourne back to St. Augustine, from St. Augustine back to Punta Gorda uh, before I need to get fuel. So, yes, absolutely. I can take the airplane and fly from South Florida and go to um, Hilton Head or, um, you know, it, it really up to, I, I actually flew the airplane nonstop. I don't recommend this. I did fly Lena Peak, but it was more to, to test both my endurance and the airplane's endurance. I flew from Puna Gorda to um, Springdale, Arkansas, nonstop in the barrel. Wow. Yeah, my bladder I, wouldn't be able to handle that. It's a one. It was a one-off. I will not <laughs> do it again. It was, I just got to do it to say I did it, um, and uh, and I'm glad I did, and I won't be doing it again. But yeah, it, it's a very capable airplane. And and mine specifically, I have airborne radar, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, and of course, I have you know ADSB, and I've got radar altimeter, and, and so. Uh, she is very well equipped and I've actually just added a whole bunch of new avionics in it as well But um, she's always been well equipped and even when she wasn't when I first bought her when she was just a basic airplane with no GPS in it um, She still was a very capable airplane. So then when you add all these other um, Avionics and modern technology to it. It just opens up the door that much more for its ability and its safety all in one you went from a Mooney to a Baron, one with one engine to two engines. And a lot of people say that the reason most people do that is for safety, uh, possibly flying over water, et cetera. I think there's something that maybe, you know, the especially folks that are just getting started out don't realize about the training that's involved in a twin. It really, you have to be proficient, don't you, and get very good training. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing with a, a twin engine airplane, specifically a twin engine piston, is um, it can bite you and it can bite you fast, um, much faster than you realize. Now, with that being said, you know, I know the argument, right? Let's say for the, you know, the, the single or the, or the twin. And, and whichever side of the argument you're on, you're, you're going to be right, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm not going to convince you that a single is safe, uh, twin is, is safer if you're a single guy. And as a single guy, you're not going to convince me that a single is safer than a twin. So we're never going to convince each other. 
So, but we, I do know what the statistics show, right? And, and statistics do show that if a twin, in, if the two planes were to have an accident, that statistically speaking, it's more likely to be fatal in a twin versus a single. So what that tells me is this. Of course, we don't know every time a twin loses an engine and lands safely. Like these are things we don't know. So they're not safe statistics. But what the statistics to me, what they tell me is that um, the bite is worse in a twin than it is in a single. So with that being said, I personally like I I go to Simcom every year and I do um, recurrent training. It's not an insurance requirement. I promise you, <laughs> I uh, I don't like paying the bill. Um, and every time I go, when I leave there, I leave with this sense of confidence that um, is second to none. And then as time progresses, you know, I notice the, the decline and that's why the, the year comes by. I'd actually like to do it every six months if I could. Um, I just can't afford it. And I try to talk them into coming up with some sort of plan. Hey, let's take this year, let's take this one course and break it in half and let's go half and half. But I couldn't convince income of that. Um, but um, it's definitely something that um, needs to be respected. But with that being said, um, I did. I went from a single to a twin. And the one thing I never realized until I started flying a twin was um, the pucker factor, which is I fly in Florida. I fly at night. I fly over Everglades. Everglades is pitch black. I mean, you might as well be out over the ocean in the Everglades. Mm -hmm. If you, You're not going to see what you're going to hit until you hit it, and it's probably going to stop really fast. Um, and so uh, and if you don't have, need to look at GA to understand that, you can look at, at ValueJet and uh, see what was left of that airplane, um, which is minimal at best. So um, it's not great terrain that you want to be over uh, and have a problem during the day, and you sure don't want to have a problem at night. And so what I discovered when I started flying the twin was, um, I remember reference to the pucker factor, which was the, the lessening of the pucker factor. I didn't realize I had it until I started flying a twin and started realizing how um, much more relaxed I was than before. I wasn't constantly, um, you know, I still have situational awareness. I know where I'm at, I know what's near me, but it wasn't constantly trying to figure out if I'm in gliding range of something. And so I discovered that to be the case for nighttime, um, hard IMC, and of course, over water. Now, with that being said, I flew my Mooney at night. I flew my Mooney over the Everglades. I flew my Mooney to the Bahamas. Um, I don't, I'm not saying you can't do it. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I mean, an airplane doesn't know if you're in those environments, um, but you do. Right. <laughs> and that's the difference. To add to that, I do know one thing. I've had uh, an engine quit in a single and one in a twin. The, the good thing about the twin is that it, it most times will get you to the airport, and that is a, a big bonus, especially over water, that type of thing. And I think that's the argument for the twin especially as well. Like you were talking about over the, the swamps at night, um, it really – and I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I struggle with it. And, uh, and I fly a, a twin quite often, and I fly a single engine, and I, I really don't feel comfortable flying over the water, I'll be honest with you. And, in a single, uh, maybe because I've had so many engine failures. I don't know. Maybe I'm just paranoid. Um, but but one of the things that I, I loved about what you said, and good for you, is the fact that you actually go to recurrent training and you you pay for it yourself, and you're very professional in that manner. I think, you know, I just went through three days in a, in a twin doing some training in a sim, and I said to myself, you know, I'm wore out. I needed a beer after that. I mean, it, it, it stunk. I mean, I didn't like it at all. I like it now days later you know what i'm saying i'm looking right. back at it saying this was great i learned a lot but while i was doing i mean my muscles were tense and my my wife didn't really like me when i came home <laughs> you know so she's like you know decaf and have a beer and then we'll talk you know <laughs> just for reference did she like you before you left 
you know, I never asked her that question. I think she did. Although she was really happy for me to go to training. <laughs> but she flies with me occasionally, and she likes the fact that I'm actually doing the training, just like uh, your passengers are happy that you do that training. And just to solidify that, I have a student that had an engine failure in a twin uh, on the West Coast, or excuse me, the East Coast of Florida. And he said he just went right back to his training. He had the engine failure, landed. He said uh, it was very important that he did that. And I think that's something that you promote and that we all should promote in general aviation. Yeah, it's costly, but it could it could save uh, save your life, that's for sure, yeah. is going back to that. Um, but on a more positive note, one of the things that I, I really liked is the fact that you keep moving forward, uh, not just in your training, but also in your aircraft. And recently, um, I don't know if we want to give it away too much, but you've done some things to the aircraft um, that have have changed your flying life. What do you think out of all those things that you did? And you did a bunch and spent a lot of money, I'm sure. What was your favorite thing that you did to your aircraft? And then tell us a little bit about the things you've done. What was my favorite? <laughs> That's hard because I've done a lot of upgrades. Um, hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give two favorites. And I know you're asking for a single favorite. I'm gonna That's give fine. two favorites, and I'll give the reasons why. And they both actually 100% relate to safety, um, which is why they're my two favorites. And so I would say my two favorites are. Um, and then we'll get into all the things I've done, which is uh, I put an Aspen in uh, in front of me. And the reason that that is on my list is because forget all the things the Aspen does, right? And it does great things. But um, I like that the attitude indicator is larger than the standard um, suction attitude indicator that's in there. So um, it has uh, going from, from level flight to 10 degrees, there's more, um, I'm, I'm, the, the word is uh, losing me, but, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of it right now. But basically, because it's larger, um, I can see the different change in degrees in the attitude indicator um, with the Aspen much easier than I could in the standard vacuum gauge. And, you know, my old gauge, I'd go from zero to 10 degrees nose up, and I barely saw the attitude indicator move. Or now, because it's larger, it, it's more magnified. I can can do. I can fly with more precision because I can easily go up just five degrees if I want to, and I can control it a lot better. So, and it, it's not specific to the Aspen. That's you know any any larger unit um, would come that way. Unfortunately, in GA, you know, unlike you know some of the you know, legacy uh, jets which had these large attitude indicators, GA always had the small ones and so that was always a pet peeve of mine in the GA world. Um, the second thing that is just as equally uh, uh, my favorite is I've added active traffic to um, my airplane and the reason that falls in the list is because um, I've been uh, fortunate enough to fly to Sun and Fun, I've been fortunate enough to fly to Oshkosh um, mm -hmm. And I've seen even with the ADSB world, traffic come and go off my display. And, you know, when it, all it takes is one airplane. And now you're putting me into a swarm with airplanes. 
And so to, to have the confidence to know that as long as they have a transponder, and I understand the limitations, but as long as they at least have a transponder, because not everyone's met the 2020 uh, goal and not everyone's required to technically, depending on where you're flying. Um, but I'll let you elaborate more on that. Um, but because of that, uh, it's just a, a nice, uh, it's, it's a nice uh, feeling to know that I have an extra set of eyes. It's kind of like, why do I fly IFR where I go versus VFR? I have many flights, if you watch my Baron Pilot channel, where I go IFR on a clear and unlimited day. And people are like, why are you flying IFR? I'm like, A, I'm still getting to where I need to go just fine. B, if the traffic is that bad that I'm gonna get routed out of my way, well, that's to my benefit anyways. Um, and C, it's another set of eyes watching me um, and watching for traffic for me. And I understand it's not their responsibility on clear and limited day. I understand it's still my, my responsibility, but it's like having a, a, my, my co-pilot, Kim, flying SIC next to me, spotting airplanes. It helps to have more people watching me. And so that's kind of how I view those two things. Yeah, the more layers, the better. That's for sure, especially when you're, you know, filing IFR. And I, one of the things that you just talked about is putting these things into your airplane. And and sometimes the most important thing is not just the equipment. We'll talk a little bit more about all the other things you did, but another piece of equipment that's important is your co-pilot. Oh yeah, she's priceless. <laughs> Tell us she a little bit about for, about your co-pilot and the uh, for those that haven't seen the the YouTube channel yet. So um, I, my co-pilot is Kim, or AKA Flying SIC on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And Kim has been fantastic. Um, she is not a pilot yet. She um, was really, uh, she had been exposed to aviation before, but not like this. You know, um, in her past, she'd, you know, her family was in the military and what have you. So she's been around airplanes and she's probably been in them from time to time, but not at this capacity. And so, um, you know, uh, through our relationship. And uh, she has uh, basically taken the bull by the horns. And, and that was a great addition to my channel. It's one of the things that I didn't realize was missing until um, we took a flight together. We were going out on the cruise. And she started asking me questions, that uh, things that I took for granted uh, because I'm a pilot and I know it and I just assume everyone knows it. And, and so when she started asking questions, I'm like, Oh, yeah, those are good questions. These are things I should talk about. Um, but I just, again, I take for granted. And so um, so with that, uh, her, her thirst for aviation has grown. And so she, you know, got into, you know, doing comms. And so she started taking over doing comms. And then, you know, I let her take off and I let her, you know, I'll let her fly a little bit, you know, if I'm going VFR or something. Um, and then I got her into even doing maneuvers and so she's flying, you know, doing 360s in, in the Baron and holding altitude <laughs> to, to beyond private pilot standards, which is amazing. Um, so she's doing fantastic. And so she has been dying to learn how to fly. Now, I am not a CFI. I am an ATP um, pilot, but I'm not a CFI. I never got it. Um, and so while she can get the experience with me, she can't necessarily learn from me. And so now we've gotten to the point where she's actually about to begin training. And I will um, video some of those flights um, of her, or she'll video them actually, but uh, I'll be stuck editing them. But um, we, I will uh, post some of those flights and let people follow her along to see what her journey is like um, going from, from SIC to trying to become PIC herself. So it should be uh, fun. She drink, brings a great perspective to the show and just don't embarrass her. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she she really does, and I think that's terrific. I think that helps your channel along, and uh, and and it's continuing to to move forward. And that's what I love about Baron Pilot. And let me ask you this: where where is it going? I mean, what's what's next? So that's a great question. You know, um, a lot of people see my channel, and those who have been following for a long time, right? Like, have seen the evolution of the channel, and and I get all kinds of of comments and feedback from people, and um, and I, I'm not 100% sure. I can tell you this is that um, the channel has always been 100% about aviation. And so like when Kim's gotten involved in the channel, I've had, you know, of course you always have keyboard words. So I've had a few people make reference to all oh, the channels changing its tone. It's about, it's now becoming about her. And the channel has never been about her any more than it's ever been about me. Um, she might have been a, a, a tool to get my message across, but it's never been about anything other than aviation. And so to the people who have taken that tone, I've always said, you show me what about this, this video is not about aviation. Tell me what, you know, how it's changed uh, other than people asking them to see a little more inside of my life. So we'll share a little more private conversations to kind of break up the, you know, let's face it, it can be a little monotonous just, you know, sitting there and cruise. Uh, you know, once you're in cruise, I mean, what, what's going on? Not a whole lot, right? So, um, so I help use that to break it up instead of something else, music or beauty shots. But, um, but it's always been about aviation. So, um, where's the channel going? Uh, the channels will remain about aviation. I'll try to um, expand upon that. I'll try to find nice ways to um, to get the message across. Uh, perhaps you know, with little more trips, you know, we can get a little more, put a little more um, production value in it. But ultimately the channel is about aviation. It's about promoting aviation. Um, if people can learn from it, as you mentioned earlier, then that's great. I'm not trying to teach, you know, CFIs, that's their job to teach. But it, but I learn from every pilot I've ever flown with, period. Whether um, it was what, what to do or what not to do. Even the negatives have been positive. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll watch somebody and go, oh, that, seeing that that's exactly why i do this instead of that um or hey that's interesting maybe i should try that let me see if it works for me and so if you if you follow the evolution of my channel you've also seen a little bit of the evolution of how i fly the baron and you'll see that things that i do have changed throughout the process and uh, which is also a great benefit of of watching and editing your own videos because you can self-evaluate uh in a way that you could never do um without a camera on you well, guys, you know, before we wrap up and and talk a little bit about your websites and stuff like that, I do want to ask you a personal question, if you don't mind. Give me a little little attitude. <laughs> you, you were ta- since you were talking about the YouTube channel and uh, and you say you're very critical of yourself, there's something that I was wondering, how do you deal with, uh, and everybody gets this in all the YouTube channels, how do you deal with those negative comments? Uh, I was just kind of curious. Um. You learn to get thick skinned. Uh, in the beginning, it's very difficult. In the beginning, you take it very personal. The reality is, is this: is that um, I'll post a video and I'll get anywhere from three hundred to you know six, seven, eight hundred comments on the channel. And of those uh, comments, nine hundred ninety-nine percent of them will be positive. All right. 
and I did say 999 instead of 99.9, .9, but uh, they will be positive. You'll get a comment on that one. <laughs> but, but that one comment that's negative is the one that sticks in your head that you just can't get out of your head and it will drive you insane. And this is the hardest part of, of doing that. And I've since learned, I mean, my, my skin is definitely much thicker now than it's ever been. Um, and that's something that Kim is still dealing with and she's still learning because, you know, as bad as it is for me, okay, what can you, what can you knock on me? You're going to knock my flying ability, my skills. You know, there's plenty of 20,000 hour ATPs living in their mom's basement is how I refer to them, right? The keyboard warriors that, that will tell you everything you're doing wrong and have never flown an airplane in their life. Um, so in fact, I just had a guy the other day who, who made a whole comment and he was critiquing some, critiquing something. I responded to him because I try to respond in a, in a, in a non-aggressive way. You know, I try to give everyone a chance, right? Because sometimes things can be misunderstood in writing versus, you know, you don't hear tone in writing, right? So sometimes it can be sarcastic and be different things. So I responded to somebody and he responded with, uh, I was fifth, fifth squadron or whatever he was in, in the Air Force, bomber squadron, enough said. And so I responded back and I go, I noticed you didn't say you were a pilot in that squadron. So, um, so he, he never responded to my, re to my response. Clearly he wasn't, which was to my point, like, you know, right. a pilot wouldn't have responded this way. So, um, personally, I just learned to be thick skinned. I'm not perfect. I'm not the best pilot out there by any means. I'm constantly, every time I get in the airplane, I'm learning. In fact, I hope every single pilot that ever gets in the airplane is learning every time they get in the airplane, no matter how much time they have. Um, but, um, I just learned to be thick skinned and learn that, that, you know, most of the comments, if they're truly, if they're harsh comments, they're just a keyboard warrior and they're looking for a response to looking to get a rise out of me. Um, if they are truly someone who has good intent by it, then usually I'll read it or they'll send me a private message. I've gotten private message from people who've made reference to things or asked questions or what have you. But um, it, it's a hard thing to do. It's something that, um, you know, I'm, you'll, you'll struggle, you'll always struggle with because, you know, in the end of the day, I'm just trying to do something positive. I'm trying to promote aviation and um, I'm trying to do it in a positive light. And so I try just not to get sucked in. You know, it's easy to get sucked into negativity. You know, Christopher, one of the reasons I, I put that question towards you is that there's a lot of folks out there that listen and say, gosh, I would love to start a podcast, a YouTube channel, but I'm, I'm so afraid of this. I'm so afraid of all these negative comments. Uh, and I, I tell people it's just part of the business. I'm glad you said that because I learned from what your comments are. And uh, and if you're one of those people that are listening right now and want to get into a YouTube channel, want to get into podcasting, my suggestion is read the book, Hug Your Haters. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a wonderful book that talks exactly about uh, what Christopher said. Uh, but, the, but there's so much, you think about the one negative comment, but there's so much and you get so many blessings from people and so many positive comments and i've seen it on your on your channel and i think what you're doing is a great job i can't wait to see more of what you do so for those of us that really want to watch you and and want to follow you what are some of the places they can find you on the internet sure um well if, obviously if you go on youtube just search uh, baron pilot or youtube.com forward slash baron pilot um, we'll get you to my videos uh, if you want to follow me on instagram or really any social media um it's beach baron pilot uh, beach like the aircraft, B-E-E-C-H, Baron Pilot. And then uh, I also have a website, Baron Pilot Shop, um, which has, uh, you know, some of the Baron Pilot merchandise and stuff. But it also 
has um, other links and I'll post things on there if I'm going to do meetups and what have you. So it's also a good source for information as well. But I want to comment on, on your, go back to real quick. I know we're running out of time. Um, for those who are interested in um, wanting to start a podcast or wanting to um, start an aviation channel who are concerned about um, the, the haters and the naysayers, and they, they're going to exist, unfortunately, and I'm sorry to say, um, to which I will say this. If your intent is to promote aviation, then let it be about aviation and, re and remind yourself that you're promoting aviation. If it's your intent is to promote yourself, then the, then the critiques are, then you're opening yourself up to critiques. I'm not gonna say they're valid because they're never valid if they're harsh, but um, understand that it, if it's about aviation, then don't let it be personal because it's not about you because the channel isn't about you to begin with. It's about promoting something you love and just focus on the positive of, of promoting what, what you love and, and you know, let, let, the hate, let the haters go. But um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I, just, I could do a whole podcast just on the haters. But. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think, and that's been done in a lot of shows as far as people that do podcasts, YouTube, but I wanted to hear oh. it from someone who does an aviation yeah. uh, YouTube channel. It's very popular. Um, and one of the things that I, I think in general in life, not just in YouTube, but we do have these people that will be the naysayers. Even throughout your career as a recreational pilot, you know, People will say, oh, you can't do that. You're going to have struggles, and you're going to have people that are going to beat you while you're down. Don't let them get you down. Keep moving forward. That's let them motivate sure. you. That, yes. That's motivation. There's nothing, be nothing better in the world um, than success, right? And so success is the best revenge. And so to the, if, you know, the more someone hates, I, I had someone make reference to my, my channel's declining. And I was like, I responded to the guy. I'm like, what are you talking about? My, my subscription rate has gone up every single day from the time this channel has begun. It has never had a negative day in the history of its existence. What are you talking about? And so now as I watch it climb, I remember that guy. And it's just, it's success is the best revenge. So yeah, yeah let it motivate you. Yeah. yeah, that's and that's some some great advice. I mean, you'd really one of the things that you want to do is have this this inner circle. And I've always told this pe to people who are looking at getting their private pilot, their instrument, etc. And share your struggles with those people that are actually going to be a positive influence on you and are going to react positively. Not the person, not the naysayers, not the person on the street that knows nothing about aviation. Share it with somebody who really cares about you and is going to help promote you. To, yeah, to that point, I mean, aviation is a family. And the thing is, is that um, it's not hard to find. You don't have to go to to a family that doesn't understand aviation for that support because um, aviation can be your family. Uh, I have not, you know, everywhere I go, even people who don't um, know who I am because of, because of Baron Pilot, just because I walk into a room and find a fellow aviator and suddenly there's a bond. I mean, I was in I was in uh, Home Depot just the other day. I was wearing uh, one of my Beach Life um, hats. A guy walked up to me, didn't recognize anything other than the fact that it's B-E-E-C-H, so he knew it, that I I've obviously must be a pilot. And all of a sudden, we, he struck up a conversation, and we sat there in the middle of Home Depot, got in a conversation about aviation. And um, because that's kind of how it is, it, it is a family. And so you can find that support, and anyone who's truly in aviation, um, especially for the love of it, will gladly be there and be your support. And I tell people all the time on my channel, uh, someone's like, oh, I'm about to start flying. I'm like, hey, you got any questions? Ask me. 
Now, I'm not a CFI, and I'm not going to be able to necessarily help you from a CFI aspect, but I'm here to be your support. If there's something you're having struggle with, maybe I had a struggle with it. I can tell you how I got past it. Again, I'm not teaching you, but I can help you in a support manner um, to get you through that. And, and it's not because of, uh, of the channel. It's because I love aviation, and I think any fellow aviator would, would gladly do that for you as well. And who better to have as a mentor than Baron Pilot, right? <laughs> so so I, I, I hope that those people will take you up on that. That's for sure. And you're right. It is a great society as far as this this aviation. And just from like what I do at Sun and Fun Radio and here on the Stuck Mike Avcast, I never would have met Bill English. And and Bill and I, you know, never would have been able to, to correspond if it wasn't for Stuck Mike. Uh, actually, I think it was something critical he said that also made us really good friends. Uh, we still criticize each other a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because yeah. <laughs> because aviation does it will open up a lot of doors for you it'll open up a lot of friendships for you um that you wouldn't normally come into uh, case in point um another youtube channel um premier one driver greg greg mink um greg mink and i because of aviation uh, have become fast friends we talk on an almost daily basis and that's not to name drop or or to brag it's because we would never have been in the same circle in any other world, we never would have crossed paths had it not been for aviation. So now I've got a guy, you know, out of Indy who who runs a very successful company that, that flies around a Premier Jet, and we are tight. You know, we're thick as thieves, right? I mean, we are tight. Uh, Citation Max, another YouTube channel out of New York, another guy that I never would have met under different circumstances. Nico, who's you know a piston guy uh, out of mm. out of Boca from Nico's Wings. We never would have met if it wasn't for aviation. And I know I'm dropping names of of uh, of YouTubers, but I'm only doing it to to make my point of their aviators. They're not that they're YouTubers. Yes, I'm a YouTuber, but they're aviators. And these these friendships and these bonds were created because of aviation, not because of the, of the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, Sean, corporate pilot life. You know, I met him. He walked up to me and talking about Sun and Fun. It's Sun and Fun. That's how we met. And again, it's it's these bonds and these friendships. And I have a group of friends that are lifelong friends that that I talk to all the time and talk about my escape from reality. They are my escape. And we talk about aviation and, and it's fantastic. And again, it's a group of people that under any other circumstances, I never would have been in those circles. And now I have friends in, uh, in other circles um, that uh, never would have existed. And I can go on and name a whole bunch that the non-YouTuber wise, um, but that never would have existed if it wasn't for aviation. Yeah, and that's why we love aviation as a community, not just the fact we love flying and looking at the world from an amazing perspective, but we do have a different perspective because of the people that join us in our lives, and I think it's terrific. Uh, and like yourself, Christopher, and I think what you're doing by promoting, promoting aviation is is just awesome, uh, and I love what you're doing. Also, uh, one of the things you mentioned is this beach life hat. Um, you know, Where can someone get something like that? Sure. Well, again, on my, my website, Baron Pilot Shop, I have all kinds of goodies on there. I have um, beach life. If you know, I always say for those who live the beach life or, um, or want to live the beach life, I have hats, shirts, jackets, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then, of course, there's Baron Pilot stuff on there as well. And then what I'm actually most proud of um, is because, you know, I understand not everyone doesn't fly a beach craft and what have you. But then I came up with so I have um, like a shirt where I came up with now that we're in um, 
this whole social distancing. So um, one of the shirts is a uh, pilot with a little definition of it. And it's, you know, master of social distancing. Um, because if you think about what we do, right, we're, we're up in the air away from everybody. And then there was another one I, uh, that we make um, and we sell, which is um, um, pilot social distancing since 1903 with an airplane on it. So, um, cool. so yeah, so, you know, it's just, you know, little stuff here and there. And, um, you know, again, it's, it, to me, the people, the point of anyone buying this stuff isn't for any other reason than it's a great way to let people know that you're a pilot without having to walk around and say you're a pilot. And, um, and then it's a conversation starter. And so I promise you anyone, it doesn't have to be my stuff. Anyone who, if you put on a, anything aviation related and go to the store and walk around, I promise you, you will get in a conversation with somebody about aviation because it happens every time I wear my stuff out, um, anything that's aviation related. And it's why I do it because I want to talk aviation. I want to meet people in aviation. It's a great way to meet people in aviation. That's for sure. Christopher, this has been great having you on. I really <laughs> appreciate you coming here to Stuck Mike Avcast. And you know what? I can't wait to see you at Sun and Fun. I, I hope to see you this year. Oh, yeah. I, I look forward to it. Actually, I look forward to the event now in uh, December. Um, mm -hmm. And I look forward to Sun and Fun 2021. I was really bummed. I understand why, why it got canceled, but I was definitely on the bummed list when it got canceled. Um, so I look forward to, um, to being around all, all the aviators. Honestly, the, to me, the people is what makes Sun and Fun. Um, it, it isn't the airplanes. I mean, the airplanes are great and I love seeing them, but um, I'm fortunate enough and blessed enough that, you know, I have an airplane. I can go fly anytime I want. And and by doing so, I can see, you know, all kinds of uh, airplanes at different airports. But the people that are all in one location, um, that can't be duplicated anywhere else. And so, you know, other than, than a sudden fun or Oshkosh, there is, there is no, there's not a close third to, to those two. Um, by any means. And so to me, that's the best part is just being around the people and breathing the air, you know. Well, that truly is. And it's what we do here at the podcast, YouTube channels, is we bring this aviation community together. You know, speaking about Sun and Fun, uh, before we end here with all the different websites that you can find, uh, you know, it has been a tough year. So if there's any way you can help support this organization that helps support pilots and helps people move forward both in their career and their flying life, I'd love you to go to FlySNF.org. And I'd like to see you at the Holiday Flying Festival and Car Show. And that one's actually coming up here shortly. And uh, it's December 4th. Starts at 1 p.m., goes to 7 p.m. Of course, Saturday the 5th from 9 to 4. We're also going to have a general aviation town hall meeting on the 5th at 10 a.m. And look for some, possibly, we're going to be doing some live video feed from the show and uh, we've kind of morphed into doing a lot of live stuff what are you going to see at this show you're going to see obviously an airplane show a car show a big balloon launch we're even going to have a, a a 5k runway run and we're going to have all the first responders there you'll be able to camp of course the wonderful vendors and all the different food items and the shirts etc and the other really cool thing is we're going to have the night show uh, you may have missed it because we didn't have sun and fun but go check that out well, we've been talking here with Christopher from Baron Pilot. Check him out, Baron Pilot on YouTube. Easy way to find him. Also, some really cool stuff he has uh, for sale, that really neat shirt that he's been wearing throughout this podcast. I know you can't see it, but you can find it at baronpilotshop.com. Most importantly, I want you to do this. I mean, you look at somebody like Christopher from 
from Baron Pilot, and he actually has come a long way with his channel and got his start, you know, just as a private pilot, just like you might be right now and moving forward in, in what you're doing as a pilot. But I really want you to go out there and do something to promote aviation or something that will help you become a safer pilot or a better pilot. And that is my challenge to you. Check out that channel, Baron Pilot, on YouTube. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production. Thank you.